Hi folks, welcome back to Cultist Anonymous, sponsored by Roll20 and viewers like you. Uh, thank you very much for your support and all sorts of uh, good vibes uh, this week, actually. I appreciate it. Um, helped me with some anxiety about stuff, so I appreciate you. Oh, and oh my god, I'm logged out of Patreon, so <laughs> please. Rip. <laughs> Whoops. Um, as you can see, you know who you are. <laughs> yeah, as as you, uh, as you as you may uh, surmise, things are a little bit different today. If you're watching on Twitch on YouTube, it should be obvious because the title is different. But uh, doing a little one shot here, uh, we got we got Chris running us as a what's what's the term for this uh, for for leading a heart game storytelling. Hmm, that would make sense. Uh, but we're gonna do heart GM. Uh, we're doing Heart the City Beneath, which has got some cosmic horror, body horror, weird dungeon delve kind of stuff. Um, if you are a big like I like dungeons D&D kind of stuff, but you like a little bit more horror game. Yeah. And and more driving on on the story as opposed to kill monsters. I say with my character built the way I built him. Um, <laughs> uh you might, might enjoy you. this. Um, we are running into this um, with none of us having played it. Um, yep. So it'll I've be good. Through it yeah. Several times. So uh, special shout outs to our patrons. Adele, Al, Alexander, Bernie, Buck, Chandra, Chris, Clara, Conga Line, Destigia, Doggo Deloon, Emil, Farting Stag, Flipping Fearful for Free Council for Sonas, Funzo Suvarali, George, James, Jenny, John Jacob, Jingleheimer, Schmidt, Josh, Julian, Catfeathers, Crazyman1772, Michael, Milo V3, Ms. Grumpy, Moku, Mozart D minor, Noba, not Noctal. Not actually Noctal. Wait, actually not Noctal. Anyways. Other guy, Perry, Puppeteer, Ravioli, Ravioli, give me the formuloli. Formuloli? Okay, sure. Mm -hmm. All right, that apparently is a reference. Uh, Riafio, Ryan, Chicksara, Taryn, Thomas, Usuf Sama, Vortex, and Zoltan. I couldn't even see, but I saw two heads going, mm hmm, mm hmm. Yeah, that's right. And I'm like, okay. Didn't that watch SpongeBob? No, SpongeBob We've just established this. Yeah. Every SpongeBob reference goes right over his head. Like, uh, other than I'm ready, I'm ready, I'm ready. Yep. Art thou feeling it now, Mr. Krabs? <laughs> Just so much of it permanently in my head. <laughs> yep. Yep. And um, yes, as Noctal says, Conga Line to Stygia is a reference. If you want to know more, come by Discord and check it out because that was a hell of a story. That was a story. Um yeah, so I I'm in charge tonight. How about that? I like I like doing this every now and then. It's fun. Uh I'm gonna read the little intro paragraph thing kind of at the start of the, the, the book to describe the flavor of the game, and then we'll talk about characters, and uh, I don't know that we'll go through a full Lions and Veils things, because we, we have done that several, several times, but uh, more just uh, a general warning, both to ourselves and to chat, that there's gonna be some creepy stuff. It's, it's eldritch horror, it's body horror, it is, uh, I mean, without spoiling too much, one, one of our characters has um, a colony of insects as part of their character. Um, so, if you are more squeamish about that sort of thing, understandable, and don't feel that you have to 
watch the whole episode or support us uh, specifically tonight. I'm sure there's plenty of other things you could be doing. Come uh, by Discord no. later and ask us yeah. about it. And you can yeah. find out, okay, hey, this was getting close. <laughs> hey, we'll let you know, did we actually cross that line or anything like that? Right. Um, so heart, the city beneath. Above us, the city spire stretches into the sky. Beneath us, the city heart stretches into the earth. Down through dirt and rock and water, down into the depths of darkness, down into madness and sickness, down into something ancient and other. Folk go into that place looking for something, secrets of magic long lost or never discovered, spells that itch in your blood, unknowable creatures to hunt and harvest, somewhere to hide or start again, or forgiveness from a god that can't hear them beg for it. And now you, thinking you've got it all figured out, wonder what you're looking for. The heart can smell you. The heart knows you are coming. When you walk out of that door, when you climb down the chasm at the end of the road, when you crawl on your belly through the writhing press of rock, when you emerge beaten and bloody, it will have you. The heart knows what you want, and by the goddess, it'll give it to you or kill you trying. What a fucking intro. Yeah. <laughs> um, so this is, we'll talk system real fast. Uh, this is a game uh, set up in a similar way to Blades in the Dark. Um, you'll be, we'll be building a dice pool based on um, skills that the character have. Uh, they will pull essentially power from the environment of the heart uh, with something called domains. Basically the, you want to think about it as resonance. Um, if you are sort of aligned with a type of resonance like occult or wild um, or technology. Even, uh, technology, that sort of thing, you are more at home in that environment, either through your, your training and your, your natural abilities or just fucking vibe check. Um, and so you'll roll your dice pool. You will, if it is a risky or dangerous situation, your one or two highest dice will get Jotun. Um, Into space. Uh, and then you'll uh, take a look to see what your single highest um, die left says. And that is your result. Um, it has a sort of uh, modular success um, where on a one, you have achieved a critical failure. Um, on a two to a five, you have failed. Um, on a six or seven, so success at a cost. Eight or nine is a success, and ten is a critical success. Um, and based on some of that stuff, uh, you will um, either accomplish what you're trying to, or uh, have setbacks. Um, and the the game itself is about adventuring down into the city heart, into uh, this unknowable, un uh, unstoppable, uh, constantly changing environment full of horrors and delights and strange things that no mortal mind can accomplish, can, uh, uh, grasp rock. <laughs> Grok is a good rock. I did not say success. I said success. Um, so there are a couple different things that make up a character. 
in this game as far as uh, mechanics. The first is calling, which is why you are drawn to this life, why you have gone into the heart. Um, callings give you a list of um, shit, what are they called in this game? Beats. Beats. Which are essentially work like aspirations from, from Chronicles of Darkness. There are things you are trying to accomplish in the game, uh, which, after you do so, will give you an advancement, which is usually a new ability, could be a new skill, a new domain access, um, more horrifying things to do with your powers, uh, that sort of thing. Um, and then your class. And uh, I'm going to start going through to my lovely players here and let them tell us a little bit about themselves, uh, who they're portraying tonight, and, uh, you know, general some background stuff. Uh, Craig, you want to start us off? Sure. Um, <clears throat> I am playing the character Bitter Tears in Rain. Um, is uh, an exiled high elf whose family used to live in the Spire. Um, but due to political, philosophical differences, they were summarily kicked out and have been living in exile ever since. Um, for as long as he can remember, Peter Tears and Rain has had this recurring dream about uh, a melting woman reaching out to him to warn him or maybe ask for help. And then it fades into wolves or dogs chasing a fox. And then it just kind of fades to this stylized sunburst just sort of filling his view. And he's had this dream for a really long time. Um, so his, uh, um, they call it the heart song. It's like the, the heart is calling uh, to him. He's not quite sure if he wants to embrace that or get it to stop, but it's definitely a driving force in his life. Um, and for, for class, uh, he is a witch. Uh, witches have um, a infection, a disease um, that gives them magical powers. Some of them have uh, very long lineages, so there'll be a strain of this disease that's hundreds of years old and has been passed from master to student. So he's got this infection in his blood that uh, allows him to uh, do things. Um, and I think that's what everyone will take care of everyone. Yeah, I think so. Um, I've been in the description, maybe. Hmm. Paul and Lanky, um, he's got like a a poncho cinched at the waist, but all of his exposed skin that you can see, like a lot of it is uh, covered in bandages. But in places where the skin peeks through, you can see these intricate tattoos. So if there's a gap in his wrist or something, you'll see some tattoos in there and tattoos on the palms of his hands and that kind of stuff. And a mask? Um, and he wears a plain wooden mask. Uh, no eyes are visible through the eye holes. It's just a plain oval kind of mask with Moisturize and that's it. Uh, which yeah, is a um, fictionally the the high elves have maintained control of Spire for a very very long time, uh, and they are haughty to the extreme and omega racist in general. And um, they literally go around in public with golden, almost like death masks on, so that their lessers do not see their flesh. Uh, so Craig has done a very, I think, cool thing here to kind of turn that uh, 
Anyways, uh, let's go. Uh, what signs do you look for to recognize where the heart is the strongest? Um, so it's a visual sort of feeling. If you imagine like a glitter filter, he'll see like auras or sparkles um, sort of surrounding a thing that kind of give an indication that there's a heart touched or the presence of the heart there at what he's looking Do you see this or is it there? Only or does that matter? Yeah, only he can see it. Okay. Yep. And um, you know, whether he's imagining it or it's real, you know, and he kind of reacts to it the same way anyway, right? Um, you recently witnessed an unearthly sight with another player character. Uh, who was it? What happened? And how did they react? Um, so, uh, Drew and I talked a little about this. My uh, Noel acquaintance. We were just walking down a city street and this black sphere just sort of whoop, popped out in the middle of the street, sucked a bunch of people in and then whoop, went away. Uh, nobody else around reacted like it had even happened. And the people that were sucked in, they were just like they were deleted from people's memories. So there was a couple that were walking by and the lady got sucked in and the guy didn't. And he had no memory that he even had a companion before the thing appeared. So they were erased from existence. I'm not sure how uh, my Noel companion reacted to that. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, Driss was like, hmm, I wonder if we'll see them again later. <laughs> um, and then your connection to the heart has touched you in some way how does that manifest um, the recurring dream is uh, a lot about it feels like it's about chasing and predation and that's made um, bitter tears and rain more aware of the ephemeral nature of life so um, we're you know we're not here for we're here for a good time and a long time. His idea is to try and make the existence of those around him less painful, less terrible, as much as he can. Yeah, within reason. There's a certain value to challenges and things like that. He's trying to make everything easy for everybody, but mm -hmm. but he will help where he can. Uh, quick question from the Peanut Gallery: um, What name does Bitter Tears and Ring go by among companions? Here's. As I was over here, what do I call you? <laughs> I was like, well, let me ask. I just looked at the trinkets you get at character creation. Mm -hmm. One of them is friendly but stupid pocket mouse. Name mm -hmm. him. Drew, <laughs> um, sure, you want to tell us about Driss? Sure. Driss is a seven foot maybe seven and a half foot tall hyena man uh he is a knoll who are uh bestial savages uh, at least if you hear the elves tell it uh thank you very much i'm actually quite good with a spanner and uh i probably know more <laughs> than you do come at me bro oh yes in my giant suit of steampunk rail yard train components um yeah, big heavy plate armor that it doesn't whistle, but occasionally there are jets of steam or energy that come off as it's because it's it's powered armor. 
Um, and uh, he he does carry uh, a big great sword, which is a dual sized great sword, and then an extra side sword, and then also like sticking off in odd little antennas are a bunch of mage lights. So wherever he goes, I mean, he turns it off when he's you know somewhere, but everywhere mm-hmm. he goes, he's just got these spotlights that are just roaming. It's not enough to give full coverage everywhere all the time, uh, which for some people who travel with him might be kind of disconcerting because it means, oh yeah, there's a bunch of these spotlights going around. There's <laughs> also a whole lot of shadows. Um, but yes, he is a Vermissian knight and he is from the Vermissian, which is, it's a big train station. It's just nothing, nothing unusual about that place yeah, at nothing, all. Nothing bad's happened there. Um, uh, the, the background of the Vermissian is about 150 years ago. Uh, the elves in Spire tried to uh, connect various parts of the heart and built a giant train system, but uh, political infighting and lack of funding and various uh, stuff like that led to it uh, not being mostly functional. Um, so their solution was to tap directly into the heart itself for the power um and essentially the entire train network fell into another dimension and it pops out where and when it wants to um finding new stations or train lines um or even the trains themselves uh coming down a tunnel uh when you least expect it like alternate and realities so. and alternate timelines mm-hmm. yeah but also things like carnivorous trains and oh yeah yeah absolutely hence the great sword <laughs> yeah so we have uh, a train hunting paladin for all intents and purposes correct if you've played fallout and you're getting uh brotherhood of steel vibes yes it's intended <laughs> um let's see and what was your calling oh yeah enlightenment enlightenment You're looking for answers. Something impossible. Find answers. Yeah. Uh, the impossible thing I'm attempting to achieve in the city beneath. Uh, I'd, I'd like to know where my wife and kids have gone. <clears throat> oh. You they disappeared? <laughs> yeah, they, I mean, they were similarly you know, part of the Vermissian, right? And mm-hmm. there are all sorts of these pocket dimensions and alternate, and the guide who used to know how to get back there is gone, dead, dumb accident. And now I can't get back there. I got to figure out a way to get back there. Mm-hmm. Um, Love that. Yeah. Uh, what's the first step on your journey? Um, find, uh, I don't know the name of the specific landmark, but in his head, there's this landmark. If I can find there, that's mm. because that's the missing gap, right? And so if I can get find there, then I'm to- I'm sure I can find my family again. Um, choose another player character. They've been invaluable in your journey so far. What have you learned from them? Um, uh, well, actually, I don't know Ash's character's name. Hang on, I gotta jump over there. Um, uh, Trigona. 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 Uh, has been invaluable. Um, I really kind of brushed up on my delve knowledge with her because she she is a top tier investigator. 
um, choose another player character. You know they're hiding secrets from you. Why do you suspect they're doing this? I actually did these in reverse. I was like, no, no, Craig is the one keeping secrets from me. Why? Uh, not, yeah. Why? Not sure. Some of it I'm pretty sure is the fact that she's a fucking wit. Excuse me. He. Craig playing a male character. Sorry. I, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yeah. He is up to no good. Well, actually, probably up to just normal heart stuff, but heart song plus witch plus mm, there's something going on in there. But they're also a useful, you know, companion and they're wanting to help people. And at the end of the day, I'm a Vermissian knight and I'm sworn to help people. So, yeah, fine. All right. We can, we can keep hanging out. Oh, and actually, because Ash was talking about the the stuff that you start with, uh, I happen to have. Oops, where'd my character sheet go? Ah, oh, there we go. I happen to have a, a, a Jin battery. I don't know how to recharge it though, um, and I have a bunch of sticking out throughout all my gear. A bunch of little incense sticks that give off some like dirty blue smoke. Just kind of makes me Good feel fun. like home. Crackling Just steampunk armor with that train smoke around it. Yep. Exactly. Yep. Choo choo choo, motherfuckers. Uh, Ash, would you like to introduce us to Chagona? I am playing a deep apiarist. Y'all thought um, we were weird. <laughs> they are people who seeking some sort of order in the chaos that is this whole everything. Uh, kind of made a deal with a hive of sentient magic bees and invited them into their body. So they sort of meld. The bees live inside her and give her powers and abilities and new, much more orderly ways to see the world. Where are you, where are you going there, Craig? <laughs> 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 I just watched it slowly creep up. I'm like, is he doing this intentionally? Is he avoiding the bees? No. <laughs> I had uh, computer issues and I'm using a board computer in my. Yeah. I'll say that things No problem. Okay. The aliens finally got Craig. <laughs> so, yeah, she is a uh, drow, which are. They're, they're, drow. they're drow. They are the dark elves trampled on by. The High Elves. Um, she and her folks were from the Undercity. Uh, I read this a while back, but like they worship the Moon Goddess. Mm -hmm. A lot of the people like in the city underneath don't ever go out. Mm -hmm. So like the Moon is theoretical, but mm -hmm. they're gonna worship her because they believe she's she's out there. Um, and um, yeah, sort they're, of they're barred from ever going back to the surface. Ah. Um, and so they will never see the moon again. Um, so they have uh, built religion about finding uh, the moon below. Oh, right, right. That was it. They're trying to. Um, so there is a moon. sort of um, three faceted moon goddess. Um, and the drow have sort of six um, cardinal. Uh, not virtues, but like values, like qualities, one of which is like grace, um, fury, that sort of thing. And there are supposedly temples to each of these values scattered around the heart. 
um, that like pilgrimaging between them is uh, a goal of a lot of drow adventurers. Yeah, and she basically. I feel like she had the heart song first before she became the apiarist. Mm -hmm. And it was sort of the chaotic dreams and the really weird calling to go down deeper that was kind of starting to make her fray. And then the the high offered order. So she took it. And so now she is sort of bringing order into the chaos. Love it. I love that I'm clearly, like, the middle of the alignments here. <laughs> yeah, her uh, things carried from home. She has a warm hand knitted scarf and gloves. And a portable triptych shrine to the moon goddess. Um, the things she's got from her calling... I love this. I had to pick it. 20 sketches of the man you're convinced you're going to meet down there, all made by different artists. So, like, I feel like this is someone she has seen in her dreams and she's looking for him. Mm -hmm. And yeah, she's just been going around the city and describing him and getting pictures. All right, <laughs> Have you seen this man? Well, no, she's paying people to draw her pictures of him. Oh, that's true. From right. the description she's got. You didn't. All right, hold on. We need to check if Ash is okay. You did not pick a mandala made from hollow crow bones. No. It's true. <laughs> Tempting. Tempting, but, but, <laughs> but 20 pictures of this guy I've seen in your dreams commissioned from 20 different artists. Mm -hmm. Also, Ash already has the mandala of Crowbones at home. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> um, so what are your, since you have the, the same questions as Craig, I'm curious how they're, they're different, because obviously the heart calls to different people differently. What are your three symbols, people, or creatures that you see in your dreams? See, I didn't look at these before now yes. so um one of them is definitely this guy mm -hmm. um I feel like he's a priest he seems like an authority figure that is going to be able to that she needs to find mm -hmm. for reasons the part that. isn't clear but like yeah uh others I feel like she's probably looking for the moon. Like, that mm -hmm. featuring prominently. And at this point, it's the hive. Like, that might not have been a thing she used to have, but it's definitely always there now. The signs to look forward to recognize where the heart is strongest. I feel like there's sort of um I've lost the word. The way that like bees can detect things in the air that you can't see. Like like pheromones and stuff? Yeah. Mm-hmm. She can find those. Mm, I like it. It's not something she could have done before, but now. Yeah. Inbuilt vibe check for spooky shit. Pretty much, yeah. And I don't know about this unearthly sight part. Sure. Um, your connection to the heart has touched you in some way. How does that manifest? I feel like she probably doesn't 
sleep a whole lot. Like, when she does, she has these incredibly prophetic dreams. But on the whole, she's... I don't know, I'm trying to think of like how much would be realistic to go without sleeping, but like between Hi, the hive the being able to He's pick up and bees living inside of you. Yeah, between the hive being able to pilot the body. Yeah. I feel like she probably will like sleep maybe once a week. Cool. That certainly doesn't like mess with her sort of baseline yeah. state of moods or anything like that. Um cool. All right. Oh, um, I would I would say that y'all have been together for some time. Because uh, that's always easier. Mm -hmm. And um, you have heard rumor that the landmark that Driss is looking for is not too far away uh, from where you are right now. Uh, you have um, just finished, we'll say, probably a rather interesting adventure uh, in Redcap Grove, uh, which is a um, cavernous little city uh, controlled by a clan of druids that um, sometime back um realized that their shape-shifting powers and powers over uh, plant growth uh, combined could turn them into uh, quite a um, profitable setup of um, making mind-altering substances and protecting uh, what they are growing. Um, so essentially, yeah, it's a fucking druid drug druid, dealers, druid drug dealer mobs, uh, and uh, so you are setting off from there, off into the heart. Um, the heart is set up in tiers um, as you get closer and closer to the heart itself. Um, things get weirder. Um, so uh, Redcap uh, Grove is a tier one place where it's still relatively controllable uh you know people can can actually you know grow grow crops and 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 survive decently well um the pulses that govern the almost seasons of the heart um where the heart rewrites itself and uh rather than seasons of weather they are seasons of uh essentially domains um where it might you might have a pulse of rot or you might have a pulse of technology where suddenly the 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 walls are peeling back from tunnels and you're seeing all of the Jeffrey's tubes that govern the uh the systems and the the lifeblood of the heart itself um and um so you are about to set off into the wilds uh, you have heard tell that a landmark known as the Horde is nearby. Uh, and so to start off this, we are going to do a delve. How are we spelling Horde? What? How are we spelling Horde in this particular case? H-O-A-R-D. Uh, 
two very different things that we could be walking into, and I just yep. needed to clarify real quick. Um, set some expectations. Absolutely. Um, so as you set off out of um, Red Cap Grove, uh, out of this sort of um, height, uh corridors of stone um, with bioluminescent bits of moss and, um, and glowing uh, crystals poking out every now and then to provide you some light because the heart is generous sometimes. Um, I just lethally so. Mm-hmm. Um, you uh, set off with well wishes from your acquaintances that you have made and um, it is not long before uh, the domain that you are in uh, changes gradually so um, and as you come sort of out of these tight um, twisted ups and downs and, and spirals of, of tunnels um, never having many uh, side paths to go off of you're, you're very much on a, on a linear path though it is uh, taking its own way uh, you come out of a cavern and in a small, almost clearing, you'd call it, uh, you see that there are two tunnels before you. Um, one um, tighter, darker, with... From here, it looks like pieces of bone and fur sort of falling out of the walls, pressed into it. You're not quite sure. Uh, and the other rigid, rectangular, almost carved um, with what looks to be lanterns similar to drisses. And in this clearing, there is uh, a singular man uh, in a deep burgundy robe and a tall fez atop his head long gray beard uh, immaculately oiled and, and pampered um, and he is sitting cross-legged on a blanket with wares spaced out ahead of him He calls out to you. Mm, greetings, travelers. Do you need supplies? Actually, what are you offering? Yes. <laughs> Come closer. Come closer. These are wares to be inspected. You have to know the quality that you're about to get. 
Mm, yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to start with a discern check. Sure. <laughs> like, like, I, I imagine Driss is just like, can put the hands up to the sides. Like, hang on. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, got I one was... job here. Um, I can basically discern through my bees. Like, I can't control them. But I can sort of put my consciousness out into them. So I was going to sort of do that as I walk sure. closer. Um, there are teamwork roles in this game. Um, everyone contributing to the teamwork uh, of one person um, adds a d10. Um, you open yourself up to the exact same results as far as stress and uh, fallout go. I can throw 2d10 at this. The current uh, domain um, would be technology. I can throw 3d10 at this. (laughs) Uh, And the other is Warren. Okay, I don't have that. I just have discern. Okay. Gotcha. If you want to help with the bees, I'm, I, I ain't going to be mad, but... Yeah, I can sort of stand behind you and close my eyes and see what I can gather mm-hmm. and help you out. So, describe how you're you're going about this. Um, in Driss's case, it's definitely like... I don't know. Yeah, I I imagine he has controls in his gloves for adjusting Mm -hmm. the mage light rig and they just start like putting directions and there's definitely a where were you Tuesday night at 11 o'clock kind of vibe that he has like, wait, hang on. Mm -hmm. And like and there's the initial glance at the guy and he's going to possibly to his own detriment kind of like, okay, it's a guy. I'm not going to. Okay. Is where's the trap? Yeah. Where's the thing? Where's okay. the? Oh. Yeah, yeah, I dig that. And so, with the character sheet, I'm discerning technology, and then I guess plus one. Mm-hmm. And um, this then... is going to be a standard roll. Okay. Not in a risky situation, currently. And... You get to keep your whole dice pool. Okay. So discerning tech plus one should be that Mm -hmm. a 10 two tens in fact i think no it's a 10 you got a four it's It's uh, just showing me the big number up top four two ten is your dice pool and then the bit the the top is the result but shouldn't that have been four dice d10 base plus Mm -hmm. discern skill plus technology plus help Regardless, you got a 10. Like right. No, I'm just making yeah. sure for... I, I'm not arguing about a critical success. I'm just making sure if we were to... Uh, it might not have the base included in there. Oh, okay. Interesting. Okay. I hadn't actually put the dice roller yet, so... But, okay. Um, yeah, you, you have achieved a critical success. Ooh. If I... this was... Um, Uh, you know what? This is uh, this is part of the delve itself. Um, so, in this case, uh, you will deal um, double your um, damage to the resistance of the delve. Uh, 
um, there is a, a pool of uh, essentially the, the the journeys between landmarks have a pile of hit points and in your various different things that you're doing during your journey um, you have to accumulate that amount of damage to to clear it successfully um, it, it pre pre presents an opportunity and a mechanic to windle down your resources or hurt you on the way and stuff like that and and it's very um just as important as actually getting to a landmark or having fights or things like that um i would say this is a, a very easy delve it's only got uh six hit points uh, yeah travel opacity that's not a bad way to look at it um so in this case um would I then roll my delve? I think delve? it's just going to be a d4. Would I roll my delve, though? Um. Like, I, I do not. Yeah, care. I mean, specifically, you're using your mage light rig to. You're, you're checking out not just him, but the surroundings itself, mm -hmm. the start of this delve. I think that, that, that works. Okay. Okay, five, and then you said doubled, or...? Mm -hmm. Yeah, critical success makes you deal double damage out. Okay. So we'll go ahead and roll another d6. Seven. So there you go. Okay. Um, so this this delve will be cleared in just a second. Nice. Uh, easy peasy. Walk through the through the heart before we get anywhere weird. Um, yeah, so the, the things that you notice are... Uh, He is, as he presents himself, uh, a traveling merchant. You probably might have learned a little bit about his sect that you would recognize from his robes uh, and his golden teeth. Um, oh. <laughs> he is part of the Incarnadine, um, which are sort of traveling merchants dedicated to the god of luck. Um, they are... Uh, I think very neat. Um, they're another class yeah, too. Yeah, they're one of the other classes. Um, sort of an infection. And uh, he has a, a couple uh, specific things laid out for you to look at. Um, there is a sort of twisted and spiraled um, bit of petrified wood you think it's wood it, it, it's the heart who knows it very well could be bone though um and at the end of it is a um sort of a carved handle by which you might hold it um and then there is a small metallic orb uh, with a singular button um, and around the outside, uh, sort of the hemisphere of, of it, um, is written the word Siraton. Um, I will say with your technology, um, you would have heard of this sort of device before. Uh, they are fairly rare, um, but it is called, uh, a portable sun 
it is a device that can be used to uh, light your way in a dramatic fashion. I was going to say <laughs> flashbang. Uh, well, more like it'll it, it'll light up an entire delve for you, basically, um, or a gigantic cavern more than any torch or lantern could ever hope to bear. Um, I'm pulling inspiration from the uh, the fake moons from Dragon Ball. Um, and um, it also uh, the you have heard that other folks have used these to um, sort of stave off the especially the, the high elves will tend them to stave off the effects of their um, uh, of the heart of, of being underground and lost for uh, months on end by uh, giving them a little bit of that old uh, vitamin D. So it can also be used as a mend tool. Portable sword or something. Mm-hmm. What is the third? Interested in that. Um, those are the two laid out. Okay, there's uh, only two. Mm-hmm. Curious about that stick. Ever feel like you got two toddlers on leashes? <laughs> it's like, okay, okay. Well, I mean... Are, for- you, are you satisfied that I present you no danger? I gotta think about my character. Because I, I, I went straight to Drifter. <laughs> straight to Snarky. <laughs> straight to Snarky. I was like, wait a second, hang on. Um... Actually, yeah. For for him, it's a it's a it's a nod and look, and then a very dismissive like, you know, I was hoping for something more interesting and novel. I've heard of all of this, um, and then like is switching into like bodyguard mode, which mm-hmm. for his two party members probably recognize. This is a big facade for Driss, like for. Anybody who doesn't know him, he is the big scary knoll with armor and a big old sword um, and, and passing interest in technology. But as like he turns around, he kind of catches eyes with uh, it's it's tears, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and like gives him the. <laughs> Get the sun, <laughs> the sun. That looks cool. What are you? <laughs> But yeah, and he switches into just like, okay, well, I'm going to turn my back to this guy. I don't care. And is watching the rest just because, you know, the heart is never what it seems. And you folks back there hiding behind your large friend. Do you want to come closer? Yeah, Tears would have definitely moved forward as soon as the portable son was mentioned. I wanted to get a better look at. I think the... either of you yeah. would like this. He like delicately holds up, and as he grabs it, it cements the idea this is a wand of some sort. And what coin are you accepting? <laughs> you know, we have no use of coin down here. I meant as a, as a metaphor. Hmm. Well, I've never met this guy before. Um, I'm always happy to take 
resources of any sort. Should know my sect is happy to trade in stories and blood and even your luck. What is this? I'm pointing at the wand. This is... I can see it as a magical tool. What does it do? It hurts people, darling. I hurt people. What does it do? Driss scoffs. (laughs) (laughs) It uses the power of your mind to reach out and hurt those you wish to destroy. No need for spells, tomes, learning. You just have to feel it. You have to commit. I'm just going to look over at tears. If you feel you need this. Uh, This thing has the stats of kill d8. Um, ranged and distressing which is if you roll max uh, stress inflicted with it you take stress to your mind as it feeds feedbacks to you yeah I don't I don't think I need Uh, and it has the occult tag as well Um, can I trade a, like a a ritual or a vial of spit? Um, try and do like a compel occult roll to absolutely some yeah to compel a compel roll to to trade for one of these things mm-hmm. is absolutely sort of what I'm shooting for. Um, the uh, I will tell you ahead of time. Uh, Usually, I will always tell you what the um, potential stress is of the roll. Uh, in this case, it's going to be a d6. Uh, and uh, you tell me where it's going. If you're trading sort of spit and, and ritual knowledge, I would say it's either going to be echo or blood fallout that you're risking. I have the ability to take stress. Mm-hmm. So anywhere other than echo, have it allocated to echo. So I'll yep. allocate it to echo. Sounds good. Um, uh, for chat, the uh, essentially, when you have partial success or worse, uh, you accumulate stress. Um, you have um, five different stress types. You have blood, which is uh, exhaustion, pain, and, and injury. You have echo, which is the twisting of the body and the mind by the heart. You have mind, which is madness, instability, and weirdness. Fortune, which is your bad luck, your incompetence, uh, and overconfidence. And supplies, which is loss of resources, damaged equipment, and debt. So essentially this guy is willing to take whatever resources you might have in the, in the, uh, the vague sense. Um, so you're trading for which item? Um, I want the uh, portable sun. Absolutely. Um, 
So that's going to be uh, Compel plus um, uh, Occult, as you said. Then um, standard roll? Uh, yeah, for sure. A nine. All right. So on an eight or nine, you succeed and don't take stress. In this case, you have convinced him and you... Um, not that you don't pay, it's that you uh, haven't given more than you want it to, right? Um, and uh, and he thanks you for the trade and um, wraps it up in a little woven, um, like, um, checkerboard patterned blanket essentially um, for protection um, and passes it over to you cool is there anything else you might need before your journey um, I don't feel like I'm on a roll it's basically it's a wand effectively mm-hmm. yeah, it's, a, it's a magic weapon <clears throat> Um, I'll give a try for that as well, I think. Absolutely. Um, this one is going to be risky. It's okay. a more valuable item, so it puts you at a, a deficit. Plus, you've already sort of expended some of your resources. Um, mm-hmm. Did you want to flavor what you're trading with differently, or you still want to continue pushing your sort of um, knowledge? He's, and, and... he's got a, a little, little uh, not little, but he's got a leather scroll. Um, we don't know necessarily what kind of leather it is, but he kind of pulls it out of his poncho and offers that. Um, compel and resources. Okay, so you want to risk uh, risk it against supplies? Yeah. Okay. Cool. Um, this one's not going to have the occult tag right that's going to be risky with just two dice so you can only have one die there the end of it oh no not good okay yeah i think you you go to reach for it Mm -hmm. after handing over that scroll and uh well on a one you get double stress Mm mm-hmm let me roll 2d6 here. Also, while you're rolling that 2d6, I'm just now realizing critical failure is double stress, but critical success was just increase outgoing stress die size. Oh, whoops. That's yeah. okay. Ooh. Oh, ouch. That's 11. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry, Craig. Well, and uh, that'll be a fallout test, I presume. Oh, well, yeah. there's always well, a fallout so, test. There's always a fallout test. Um, so when you take stress, um, no, <laughs> you so close. Um, so when you accumulate stress, um, you test against your total stress between all your different types. Uh, and if you roll that, uh, number, if you roll equal to or below your total stress, you take a fallout. And if that number that you rolled is, uh, 
higher or is greater than or equal to seven, seven. it'll be a major fallout. Let me just um Got that supplies immediately. <laughs> this is one of my um active beats. Oh nice. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, I guess it's not all bad. Eighty six in the book if you're looking. Yeah, I'm there. <laughs> Cool. I think we're going to go with lost property. Um, you have misplaced an item. The GM picks which. You could spend time searching for it, but you'll need to backtrack. Someone might have made it off with it already. In this case, um, we're going to essentially this man takes more than uh, you'd imagine as he stands up to present this wand to you and mm -hmm. essentially just faster than any of you notice rifles through your pockets and, and big pockets you shouldn't have turned my back um, <laughs> sorry and, you know a few a few steps down the road you might you know once once it's too far to really turn back you, you might sure. realize what has gone um i don't want to be too mean um so let me take a look at your yeah i think he has uh pocketed your flensing knife Sad you've replaced you were traded in a weapon you know yeah but, but yeah you can swap that on character sheet for the, for the petrified wand i mean technically it's better right mm -hmm. yeah just hope you weren't attached to that exactly um and as he's just gregarious and and everything thanking you for your trade it's so good been sitting here for days waiting for well you excuse me not you specifically but oh, okay. someone yeah okay <laughs> glad to be of service and i'm ready to <laughs> keep walking I'm done with this man. <laughs> you are not as useful as I as we hoped. Yeah. Um, um, Driss has been carving on his armor, by the way, and like writing down the map and updating it. And uh, do y'all wish to go down the uh, technology tunnel or the Warren tunnel? I mean, Driss has a clear preference, but like pauses and says, OK, technically, this is a democracy. Cool. I don't have a preference. I feel like we're looking for your landmark, right? So that seems to be the right tunnel. The landmark could be tied more likely domain. tunnel. Yeah, and that would be like Driss's thing is no matter what, he will be more comfortable going that direction, anyways. But yeah, out of character, I'll tell you they both lead to the place you're going. Yep. <laughs> yeah. I played this game. Before. What kind of what kind of vibes y'all want it? Yeah. But, yeah, yeah, I don't have points in either of these, so. Right. And if uh, if Tears is cool with it, yeah. Tears just says I am ambivalent. Just is like fabulous <laughs> and <laughs> makes like a freight train down the technology. Yep. Well lit tunnel it is. Mm -hmm. Um. Yeah, so you, you, you leave out and as I said, uh, a ways down the path. Um shockingly straight 
and uh, orderly for for the for the uh, for the heart. Um, it is a while before Tears realizes that uh, his knife has gone missing, and uh, it is then a while yet, days down a straight tunnel with nothing else there. Is it days? Days. Unchanging tunnel to the point that you start to wonder if you are moving even. Because if you stop to camp and look back, you're pretty sure you still see that cavern behind you, at least the, the opening to the light behind you. Even though, as I said, it's been days of walking. And just as you are about to lose hope that you have, like so many before you, wandered into a trap of the heart. Um, you feel this sudden shift, right? This this lurch, as if uh, you're stepping off of a moving sidewalk. And you, all three of you sit there and try not to stumble as you uh, step forward and out of this tunnel. Um, and it opens out into a large, large cavern, stretching off into the darkness both above and below and in gleaming obsidian carved and floating on a singular bridge about the width of a cart um, is what looks to be some sort of temple palace you are not sure. But all of the sharp, almost watery waved edges of the temple stretch off into the dark. And uh, there is currently um, this vantage point it is a it is a large bridge off across this chasm um but there are you see people um unloading crates off of a cart to be taken inside of this building and so they're on like basically our side of the bridge or after we are on the, the other side of the bridge okay at the the front door of this thing if you will So it's like a palace of obsidian? Yeah, a palace or some sort of... Um, grand structure. Grand structure, yeah. Yeah, Dr Driss is definitely, like, puts on the paladin face, you know, calls out at a distance, A, to not spook people, and, like, his poor ma his mage lights are just kind of flicking around, because you said there's no up or or no end it is, to up or it down. It is far enough that they do not find purchase right and so he has the full-on like you know bob's 
you know, mm-hmm. car dealership, right, right, just right. lights just flying through the air. Just like, is there anything? No. Okay. Uh, but yeah, doesn't want to spook anybody and, you know, very like paladin-esque. It's okay. I'm here to help. Um, where is this place? Or not where? What is this place? Um, so you are shouting this across a cavern. This bridge is, you know, Oh yeah, I, I, I'm not the other way. Tiny, right. tiny not little, not a no, not subtle at all. B not getting on that bridge until I have some idea <laughs> what. Yeah. Um, in answer, you hear uh, almost whispered. We would advise you not to shout. Those above and below should not be disturbed as the whole like lean over and looking down he's a big old knoll who is able to whisper across such distances (laughs) okay well is it safe to cross then certainly okay and yeah He's going to just slowly, you know, make his way up because he is about the width of the bridge. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> yeah, there's no there's no railings. It's just gleaming black, slick obsidian uh, with, with you know, stretching out across this seemingly infinite void. <laughs> I will also is there uh, any symbolism or iconography visible in the tower? Decorations, banners? Um not so much decorations or banners. Um, mm-hmm. As you get about halfway across the bridge, um, you see that there are carvings all throughout, uh, covering the surfaces of this gigantic structure. Um, and it takes you some more walking across to till you can to make out what these are. But they are. Um, in various flowing uh, handwriting um, styles and and obviously the, the the signatures of various people not all one hand one carve uh, one carving style um, and in any number of uh, languages um, you just see words like gibberish um, there are phrases, there are entire sentences even, but, but no, no one, um, story, so to speak. Um, and as you get close, uh, a, uh, drow, uh, woman, um, in almost what we would recognize as modern clothes, well, maybe not modern, but something out of maybe the 50s or 60s. Um, a, a, a pantsuit or something like that. Um, starts walking out. And um, on her face are a pair of tortoiseshell glasses. The chain hanging down to keep them around her neck. And her hair up in a tight bun. Welcome. 
Thank you. Where exactly? You have journeyed here without knowing where here is. That is inadvisable in the heart. We fell into something of a snare and ended up here. I see. Welcome to the Horde. This was our destination. <clears throat> then you did know. But maybe you didn't know what we were, merely where you were headed. It's often the case. Precisely. The stories are lost in translation. Well, uh... Allow us to escort you inside. You are the only visitors here at the moment. Uh, so you'll have your run of the shelves, if you wish. I see you are still not sure where you are. This is an endless repository of knowledge. Some of it of this plane, uh, much of it from elsewhere. And we are librarians, stewards of that knowledge. So if there is something you are looking to discover, uh, perhaps we may be of help. Here's nods towards the creature to be downloaded. Not just stewards, but collectors as well. Of course. What Have do you, you require any... in return? What is the cost for your knowledge? At that, it's the first time that it's not an immediate response. It's been a very flowing, natural conversation. And at that, she stands there for a second. Um, there is no mm, membership fee or anything like that. You're welcome, if you wish, to impart upon us any knowledge you wish. But it is not real. Yeah, I think Driss hasn't said anything, but is definitely like building into like raw, un unbridled nerd energy, and he wants to get inside this place. Uh, but yeah, I think his, his actual first question is, I am looking for information on, and I'm just throwing random name generator at this, uh, mm -hmm. Chris, uh, but the Onyx Fields. Hmm. If you have that knowledge, I may have some of my own to share and like motions to all the carvings and stuff on his armor uh, this is well crafted mm. cartography is a skill <clears throat> some would say useless down here but 
they are fools. <laughs> Just because things change does not mean there's not an underlying story as to why they do so. Do you delve the heart much? Huh. Where else would we go to collect? Some just travel to land parts. No. We, as an order, have journeyed far and wide. Is your order just the Horde? Or do you have another name? We are the librarians of the Horde, yes. Come, come. Let us not speak on the bridge anymore. But, yeah. uh, brings you past a crew of, of, of likewise all seemingly drow uh, folks um, working to unload. At a closer distance, you, um, that cart is basically designed to fill every, every inch of width of that bridge. And... Um, it is quite long and and able to the whole large you know big like wooden shipping crates of of full of books and scrolls and knowledge and technology and um as you journey inside and, and actually get to see uh the displays of the shelves um and as you you see that this building is mostly a shell um, there are a few interior walls only shelves that seem to uh, out of the corner of your eye move and shift and to rotate in the space but as she navigates you through to anywhere you might wish to start looking um, doesn't seem to be strange or dangerous in any way more than you're used to as we're walking in, just tears will say quietly so that just a companion's going in the city beneath, few things are free, and those that are, are dangerous. <laughs> Be mindful. Yeah, on on Driss's back, on the back of his armor, there's a Venn diagram of expensive, quick, and good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the game actually presents those sorts of things as a rule yep. like if it's if it's not guarded it's probably out of reach if it's if it's within reach it's probably guarded if it's without if it's in reach and unguarded it's probably, probably not, not about anything yep. <laughs> I just realized Craig asked me a question a second ago uh, there you go um and yeah, you step into a glorious carved obsidian library. Um, there are ladders and, and stairwells and everything in a... So often you see this spiral pattern of the heart that people are either inspired by it or things naturally fall in naturally that develop in that shape not quite Junji Ito but yeah very very similar sort of vibe um and she um, pushes you uh, or 
gestures towards a, a shelf of known um, landmarks and you know stretches 30 40 feet deep into the into the darkness um, and uh, well uh, the omen fields you said sure that's way cooler than the onyx fields yes the onyx, onyx fields, fields. Omen no fields. The, yeah, omen field. the omen fields that's great um well uh, we do things alphabetically here so you will need to start in the middle somewhere all right I'm looking back at the other two and going, are you coming with me or okay. <laughs> like before he just like saunters off by himself? Yeah, no tears, just nod once. Yeah, I'll come with you, Ayuli, for your information. But I am going to turn to the first like person who works here mm-hmm. and pull out one of the pictures I have. Have you seen this man? Yeah, basically. Like, do you have any information on this person? Um, your your guide here is still with you, and then another person uh, that you have talked to, and they both pause. Driss pauses, and then at the same time, oh, are you interested in our biography section? Yes, if it contains one of this person. We will have to... Do you know his name? And again, they're speaking in two voices. uh, Their own voices, but but perfectly. But father. Um, I do not. I know his face. That should prove... An entertaining challenge. If you'd like to come with us, we can show you down to the biography department. And again, that's all in unison. Mm-hmm. Come on, creepy twin speaks like a a, a one a one out of ten in yeah. the heart. <laughs> yeah, it's more of a do we want to split up or go to these things one at a time? Also, this dog has not shut up this entire time. Oh. Can I get a a discern roll? When she, or when they pause before speaking, what happens to the other workers? Like, does everybody freeze? That sounds like a good discern roll before we go on a break real fast. Sure. Um, The... uh... Shit, I lost my... Um... Domain? The domain here is going to be... um... Cursed. Cool. So I picked discerning cursed from the drop downs mm-hmm. standard. Well, you don't, you don't have cursed, but yes. Yeah. Uh, and this is a standard roll. Okay. Hey, six. Um. No. Um. You, tears. Uh, notice that all of the employees pause in synchronicity as if they all stop in thought super creepy <laughs> what's up super creepy I love mm-hmm. it um, yeah, they're, I, like they're all just like mid 
mid-action of unloading and then just pause for a solid like it, it's it's longer than is comfortable right it's not just a pause mm -hmm. to think of a word or something like that it's right. it's imagine a it's a five, full body freeze right exactly not just a um, hmm, let me think about that it's just no nope, pause buffering you asked the question uh, we were prepared for if we need to ah! load and uh, some stress this, is, this is going to be a d4 of echo i got oh echo's fine three echo i will take two because i have protection one on echo absolutely cool oh um when you take fallout you clear off mm -hmm. the thing that you tested against so oh okay i think with major it's all yeah with major fallout it's everything um with minor fallout it's not... just that one just the one there you go so nothing happens here you just a little bit a little bit spooked out mm -hmm. as you noticed there uh and we are going to take a little break let Ash hopefully quiet down a doggo. I don't have much hope for them. <laughs> there are neighbor dogs see. that are losing their mind also. So. Oh, oh no, we started the howl. Poor everyone involved. Um, uh, Twitch guys, we will be right back. Uh, YouTube, presuming, presuming that we remember to export this. <laughs> you won't even notice what I just said. <laughs> and we'll be right back, gal. Back we go. Um, and yes, Tears has just noticed that when this pause in conversation happens, that everyone freezes and seems to be operating on the same. Hmm. They're all sharing hmm. the same uh, brain cell. Eh, yeah, I mean, I was going to say operating on the same process in terms of like computing. Um, and. Um, it is at that moment that you all, as you start to, to look more into the surroundings of the library, and I believe Driss has sort of started walking towards the, the shelves themselves, um, I'd like everyone to give me an Endure plus Cult roll. So I'm only going to pick the occult drop now because I don't have any stats to endure. Mm -hmm. uh, plus one for the base die. It's a standard roll. Oof. Oof. Why did I have three? Maybe I'm not understanding how the dice works but yeah i don't know i don't think i should have done a plus one maybe that's fine you gotta settle on your second one so i'm worried about it and you oh you said a standard roll never mind it's right Ten. very nice um so craig uh, four stress to mind is the same situation. Mm -hmm. Cool. Oh, that didn't um, work right. So it was seven versus six. Yeah, you're good. Um, yeah, you feel this this itch, this real 
burning desire to find out more about your surroundings and, and the library itself. You're, for a moment, you're certain this place has the answers that you're looking for. Even if you don't know what the question is. Right. Um, and as you come through that and finish studying everyone, um, the, the glitter that you notice around things um, seems to be um, almost rubbed on everyone here as they sparkle under this moment of, of glimpse of insight um, and you see that there are um, lesions and, and sores and uh, sort of malnutrition and things going on with these people that either weren't there a moment ago or were hidden under some sort of glamour The carvings on the outside were just words. Pardon? The carvings on the outside were just words. They weren't mm -hmm. like faces or people or anything. <clears throat> uh, no images. Okay. Some of them might have been names. Certainly. Um, um, can I? I think this might be like a Menda cult rule. I'm trying to decide if these are people that got ensnared here or if they're constructs or something um they are they are people okay i will give that to you for free that's not really worth a, a role in the system because okay. everything is so dangerous in the system like uh mm -hmm. you don't you don't need to roll for things like that um like really like this game really pushes the only role when it matters because if you okay. fail it's real bad yeah mm -hmm. um um, yeah, these are these are absolutely. I will give you that these are people, um, and and I would say that Tears has enough um, info to make an assumption as to what's going on that they are controlled in some sort of way. Or as we're, is somebody with us as we're walking into the mm -hmm. stacks, Tris and I? Yeah, you have a guide. Yeah, there's one one that was nearby that. Um, Trigona. Oh. Ask do about. I take that stress, the d4? Um, Success at cost. Let me see. Actually, I had my notes written here. Um, um, only take two. To mind? Mm -hmm. So then, yeah, you would have a sort of place a, well. a hand on Driss's meaty bicep to hold him up just for a moment. I roll your uh, all-out test there, Ash. Uh, how do I do this? There's a button that says fallout test. I click that and it'll go. Mm -hmm. Rolls a d12, compares it to your total stress. Oh, no. <laughs> Of course. Great. <laughs> um, okay, so uh, minor little thing. Um, you have got the thirst for knowledge uh, sure. fallout. 
you are convinced that the secrets you need are in this legendary library and i think it the the even the bees are convinced like no the story of this man is here i just really want to you look wish through to these books forever when you find it you will search the shelves for the answers to all your questions And there's no, no mechanical stuff for that. For a lot of the minor stuff, it's just lean into it as hard as you want, right? Um, it is uh, sticking around a little bit. Um, yeah, so again, she says, oh, you wish to come down to the biography department. I would say it is our pride and joy. I am only hesitant about splitting up. Will you be okay here by yourself or just... I mean, I'll you? be fine. Chris and I will be together and, and you're never alone anyway. What do you... Hang on. We don't split the party. <laughs> like, Driss, Driss, like, Driss has definitely looked at this place and like, this place is not a danger. Especially Tears hasn't said anything, right? So, like, this place isn't a danger, but where are you going by yourself? Like, this is still the hard, like, where are you going? Just the biography department. Yeah. Just as a somewhat seasoned Delver at this point, I would be nervous about splitting up, but I feel okay here. It's a library. <laughs> Make mistakes. It's so, so much better this way. <laughs> and say, so, yeah, I'm going to turn and follow. I guess the lady that walked us in mm-hmm. to the biographies. All right, Ash, thanks for playing. Uh, we'll <laughs> see you next week. She's got to put you in a buck. Yeah. Really? Would I do that? Seems like would I do one. that to you? I'm just worried that I will feel compelled to stay here looking until I find it. Well, worse, Driss basically says, okay, well, we'll find you here in a minute after I find the Omen Fields. Of course. Um, yeah, so you are um, led around a, a series of curves. Okay. Oh, time out. Do I see the sparkles on her as she goes away? Just... Do I notice that she's been affected? Um, I mean, I I'm say, not even as affected as you are. <laughs> yeah. Well, he uh, Tears didn't end up with a fallout for it. Mm-hmm. I thought test. you already had the 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 one I got, basically. Oh no, that was just the effect of. That was just stuff. that was like you all have this brief moment of it, but it actually like settles in on you. Okay. Uh, I mean, yeah, why not? I don't think it's the same, right? Mm. It's a different different shade of glitter, different color, but yeah, yes, yeah. you notice some... And, and outside of that, you notice a, a pretty quick shift in her, like, acceptance, right? Just from, okay. from being a teammate of hers and stuff like that. Like, um, she normally just accede to something that quickly. Um, but, um, 
Trigona as you are whisked away around several curves and sets of shelves and uh, in a perfect congenial um, tour just sort of offhand um, and um, as I said uh, we'll be going down to the biography department and it turns around and there's just a um, opening in the side of the wall you've been walking the sides uh, and leads to a a contained spiral staircase again all of obsidian with words of words and phrases and sentences of various languages carved on every every single square inch of this place um our patron is fond of the stories specifically of those that journey into the heart so we do our best to collect them. As I said, there is no membership fee. All of our knowledge is here to be enjoyed. Um, but if you have an interesting part of your story you wish to share with us, you are more than welcome to do so while we are down there. That seems a fair trade. Um, and she... Can I try to read the words, like any of them? Are they just gibberish? There's no, like, actual gibberish, but it's, um, in, you know, thousands of different hands of, of handwriting, just various different bits of what appear to be stories. Right. Occasionally, you'll like pick out a sentence. You'll, you'll pick out a whole like you know the quick brown fox, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, or you know you find a in seventeen sixty six pre spire you know and it just suddenly it's just in a different language in a different direction. Um, so it is it is gibberish in that there is no single story being told, okay. um, but each fragment is whole. Okay, we go um, down the staircase. Yeah, and it's a long staircase. And there's, I, oh, there's other instances, various floors, and, and she's, you know, oh, you know, here we have, um, you know, history department and, and, and stuff like this. Um, and at the bottom of the stair, um, open out into um, quite a different room um, and there are instead of shelves there are great tables plinths almost of obsidian and upon them are jewels and pearls and um, trinkets of every various valuable material you could imagine uh, and she motions you over, picks up one, uh, and as you look closer, um, each is covered in minuscule. And I think your bees have to help you see this, right? Um, minuscule handwriting, uh, telling someone's story. 
of their adventures and life in the heart. Just imagine a little itty bitty bee with little bitty bee glasses. Tiny bee reading glasses reading it for me. Uh, can I try to see like if this thing is because I'm worried that they're like holding souls or something like in a in a valuable thing that belonged to a person. Mm. I want to see like it is it just a thing with writing on it or is there more to this? Absolutely. That sounds like um, discern plus uh, cursed. This is going to be a standard roll. Should I select cursed from the drop down and it just won't roll a die? That's or what no? I did before. It, was it, shot. it seemed yeah. to roll right. Yeah. Did we figure out if we're including the plus one or not? I'm not going to do it <laughs> and see what it does because it should be rolling two die when I do this, right? Yeah, I picked both from the drop down and I got the right number of die. So that must okay. be cool. Yep. Okay. There you go. And a critical success at that. Absolutely. Um, you are how do you go about trying to feel this out? I would say. Just vibe checking with the bees and stuff like that, pretty much. Um, yeah, before I touch it, because mm-hmm. I'm worried about that, um, just kind of like hand out over it and around and feeling it. Mm-hmm. A few few singular bees crawl out of your palm and start flying around and mm-hmm. checking for nectar. Um, you are very confident that each of these objects... Um, is possessed of pure truth of someone's experience. Um, and for a, for a moment, you do feel that like bit of horror of something being trapped here. Um, but you realize that that is cross-contamination from the person standing beside you. Uh, All of the trinkets here are freely given or uh, written or collected out in the world. Um, They are actually, as you had guessed, uh, a minor bit of soul, but not stolen and not kept prisoner. people giving part of themselves to become the knowledge. Mm-hmm. I get that. But yeah, so she's trapped. Yep. I suspect asking her about that won't <laughs> help because they seem to be mindling somehow. curious if I can like that said you are 
very desiring of answers in this place. Mm-hmm. And also, I am myself part of a hive mind. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm curious if I can use that to my advantage to try to get a better sense of this one. What do you do to do that? Like, mechanically, I'm not sure how. What do you do in fiction? Um, why do they say that, like, like, the hive literally changes the way you see things? Mm-hmm. You have different perspectives on things. Um, I just kind of want to study her mm-hmm. and through like casual conversation about asking information about the things here see if I can find any leads any cracks absolutely um, and I think with the critical success from your previous role like I don't think this is another individual role I think this is part of that development right um and yeah, so you, you feel out and you um, sort of subtly turn the conversation to, to her. Um, and uh, there is a the slightest change in those like pheromones or in the you know the sort of perception of the bees when they say our patron. Who is your patron? And uh, upstairs. Collector, yeah. And upstairs, um, as uh, Driss and Tears are looking through some of the shelves. Tears is going to try and slip in a quiet word with Tears. We are in the library. Right, but all words are quiet. Like to be quiet. Without our escort Um, being able to. Oh, you have someone next to you. Okay. Um, and more specifically, they were speaking to you about something, right? Uh, trying to discern better how to help you find knowledge or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there is this big pause mid sentence. I'm going to try and split it in a. And then Too late. from okay. everyone's mouth. Our patron wishes to remain anonymous. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah, we didn't ask about your patron. And it pauses again. Our patron will remain anonymous. Okay. Sure. All right, buddy. Oh, no, Driss 100% knows. <laughs> Unfortunately, Driss sees somebody who is not not doing okay and is going to keep poking the bear until the patron comes out. <laughs> but no, we, we just want to know about the... Well, I just want to know about the Omen Fields. Ah, yes. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I believe we are probably close to it. lead on 
makes a motion forward and like drops back a step. Hmm. What, the, what the hell? What? Yeah, but I don't want the patron to know. We're in here. I'm pretty sure they hear everything we hear. Certainly hear everything that the librarians hear. Um, I'm gonna try some magic here. Are you I just that want the librarian. Are, are you doing that? <laughs> I am doing that, but I'm I'm going to um, just help our librarian here take a brief nap. Okay. I'm thinking I'm mend a cult. Curious as to what knocking one of them out will do. The rest will sleep. They do look a little overworked. They seem tired. <laughs> um. Or a compelled cult. Uh, Men- Mendes? Fine. It sure. is sort of offensive healing. Um, I'm, I'm okay with that. Okay. Uh, this is going to be risky. Sure. I'd buy that. <laughs> For a dollar. Um... What have I got? This is just for healing. So I got. Do you have any equipment you can use? Yeah, the physics bag is just for healing, though. I mean, I mean um, they are, yeah, they are, they are sick. You are true. Okay, if you sure. can get this Fair person enough. to sleep. You are helping them. <laughs> yes. So, um, how would I throw my physics bag at it? I guess I'd be mm-hmm. successful before I can roll that. Okay. Just uh, knock this guy out with the doctor's back. Open so. Smelling salts or something, yeah. That's the opposite of smelling salts. <laughs> Wait a sec. Well, I'm Chloroform. In the that you could, like, uh, wake them up out of the hive mind. Oh, that's, yeah. Like that, right? There we go. Ooh. Five. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, describe, describe how you do go about... Um, Attempting this person's sleep. So kind of lack of subtlety. Um, kisses, uh, trying to be subtle, but it's uh, it's uh, totally not. Right. Uh, reach into the bag and there's like a little bit of powder and um, draws a bit of a sigil in the air and with the powder right at the librarian who's like sees it coming the whole time. Right. Not, not a surprise at all, but it, it easily avoided, I guess. Um, and immediately after that, because um, he the tears isn't sure that there's nose. They're all thralls. They're not even eating. Um, mystical creatures that have hordes. Ring any bells for you? Um, right about this time, <laughs> as you like breathe powder and then turn to Driss to tell mm-hmm. this really quickly, it just this person just takes the biggest nasal inhale breath and breathes in all of this powder. Right back at you. Okay. Um, you know, there's this minor ability that Vermissian Knights have called Rebreather. <laughs> really wish I had it. Um, I do cocaine. Thank you, Perry. <laughs> it's going to be a D6 of blood. Uh, stress. Hmm. Same situation, right? 
Ow. Five. Um, how's your overall stress doing right now, Craig? We're probably Pretty not big. great. Um, this makes me 11. Uh, you know what? How about you just stay at six? You can what? just do that? Yeah, once per session. But yeah. Okay. Or, excuse me, yeah, once I per think... situation. Uh, Night Protector. Hi. Mm. Uh, gain the kill skill. Also, once per situation, when an ally in arm's reach, which we have confirmed, yes, we definitely are, uh, mm. takes blood stress, I mark the same blood stress instead, so uh, I don't get to apply oh. protection or anything so like just, that. You jump ahead. Yeah, I, I, I see, I see it coming back and I go, excuse me. <laughs> Notably, you can heal blood, right? <laughs> yes, I can heal blood. <laughs> yep. This my job. Um... Cool. So take five blood stress. I have done Unless so. Do you have any protections or anything? I do not, sadly. Okay, and then we'll do a follow-up test. All right. Eight versus five. You are a-okay. How did I roll a two? <laughs> it's impressive. It's good job. <laughs> uh, I mean, Craig almost didn't take a fallout on an 11, so yeah. I would have been very impressed by that. That's a very um, Craig roll, though. Yeah, it is. <laughs> um, but yeah, because I, I and and to to flavor this little move here, <laughs> hearing uh, hearing this from Tears, watching it's like, oh, okay, I'm cool with that, and then it starts coming back. I'm like stepping back in front of it, and like just it's all up in the face, yeah. and like I imagine it's like some blood in the eyes, and just like reach out and grab it by the shoulder, and go. I want to talk to your patron. And it is the full on Karen voice from a seven and a half foot tall knoll in armor. Giant armored hyena. And then uh, it, this again, this happens in quick succession after when we out of character know that uh, Trigona has just asked this question. Um, and Trigona, you have so it has said our patron wishes to remain anonymous and then about 10 seconds later after it doesn't say anything um after they don't say anything um it like the eyes snap a little wider the patron shall see you yep lead the way I hope you have your story straight. May I rejoin my companions first? They will rejoin you here. Here. Okay. Um, Chris, I'm curious if I can throw in here real quick. Driss have a chance to grab the Omen Fields book? Yeah, sure. Because it's like, at this point, nah, the exchange, the deal, nah, this is all some bullshit. This is mine now. <laughs> Yoink. Yep. Um, and this person essentially gestures for you to turn around and walk that way. And at the end of the row of stacks, there's more librarians. Kind of pointing. And they are all pointing towards the same direction that uh, Trigona had gone. Sure and taking you down the, that same spiral staircase and out and you have your first glimpse of the, the biography de department with all its riches and stories. There is a just raw 
trying to think of what the right word is here. Exuding from all of the librarians, but not from them. Like, obviously so. There is a presence. Like antenna repeaters. Yes. And uh, they all say, step to the center of the biography department. And there is... I'm going to describe it as a, a a ball pit of these bubbles. And it is a Scrooge McDuck board. And uh, standing by the as you're led to and if, if anyone does anything let me know, interrupt me, but you are marched. Uh, other, other than the fluff of shink <laughs> yeah and, and no one's no one's bodily controlling you no one's right. grabbing you or forcing you to do anything and it's all this is what will happen now right yeah, i'm um, going to fill them in on what i have determined because at this point i don't think subtlety matters <laughs> just that they're all trapped here You are ready to face the patron. And as you say that, there is a clinking, jumbling shift as um, this sort of pool of riches and stories um, moves around. And um, Not so much rising out of, but just wriggling until it's on top of. Like digging, like something digging itself out of sand. Like a flounder. Like a flounder, yes. Very good. Um, is this creature that your eyes almost glance over? You try to stare at it. The harder you try to stare at it, the more you want to look away um uh it is the size of a cart or a little larger perhaps a, a small shack um so more than human sized more than human sized <clears throat> um with a shifting opalescent uh sort of like oil slick scales like oil slick yeah very much um very much that because it is the same color as the obsidian um but but with color in it um like when you when you stare into a pitch black room or cave and your eyes are almost making up things for you to see because they refuse to to accept that nothing is seen um and it ripples out and there are uh there is at one end of it um a, a set of eyes beady and uh d dark but 
differentiated, right? And um, as you look closer, all of the the shifting colors. It takes a second, but it clicks that they are the same shifting, multi-directional, multilingual sets of bits of stories of knowledge. And out of the mouth of all the librarians that surround you. Who has sent you here to so disturb our peaceful library? I, I came at my own volition. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I come at the bidding of the heart. It calls. And I hardly think slow death by starvation is peaceful. I am not starving. No, but your thralls certainly are. Their thirst for knowledge is slaked. Mm. Their hunger for truth is always satisfying. So if you turned off your, you know, control over them, that's what they'd say. They'd say they are happy because they've got knowledge. What more could one want? Whatever they want. Let me correct myself. They don't they don't use they pronouns. It's always we and I and us. Sure. Or it's always we and us. It is not I. It is it is always we and us. So what do they want? Go ahead, like pick one. We, Release any we one. Have, we have just told you. Our thirst for knowledge, our hunger for answers. Do you got some record? Something they signed? Being of sound health and body, mind, bullshit. We journeyed here. We found answers. And we found more. The library is a place of perfect dedication. We ask again, who has sent you here to so disturb our peaceful library? Came here all on my own. I already told you. You, and they all turn to you, Trigona. You, we believe. You have a thirst for knowledge that is understandable. And they all turn back to Driss. 
you are an adventurer. And like all adventurers, you have already broken the rules here. Oh look, it's not omniscient! Crap, the snark came back. <laughs> what do you, sorry, out of character, what do you mean? Um, because, like, he does not want to be an adventurer. Like, that is so far down on his... Like, he, he wants enlightenment. He wants to guard and hang out with people. Sure. Yeah. And if, but yeah, if we need to write anything... But, but you have behaved as an adventurer. Absolutely, yeah. Specifically, as a dragon understands an adventurer. Right. Because you have taken of his hoard. Sure. That's fine. <laughs> Come on, dragon. <laughs> you are an adventurer, and you have already broken the rules of this library. We have informed you before you entered that our knowledge is here to be enjoyed. It is here to be enjoyed. It is not to be scarpered off with, stuffed in a pack to be lost in a cave where one of us must retrieve it again in the future after your bones have turned to dust. After your story has ended. Oh, the book. Okay, sure. That's that's definitely like dropped a tear. Big guy. I'm more concerned about them. We will not repeat ourselves again. We are happy. We are satisfied. Or just puts a supportive hand on Chris. Oh, good. Yeah, I was going to say, because out of character. <laughs> Everybody good with this? <laughs> You're ready. You're ready to go. Let's go. Yeah, because. Adventure derogatory. Yeah. <laughs> Gris is, uh, excuse me, Driss. Gris is game. That's where that came from. Okay. Yeah. Driss is literally about to just jump in the ball pit. <laughs> yeah, go for it. Dragon yeah. killer. <laughs> I, I have. Yeah, dragon for, killer. Yeah. Dragon killer is one of my major abilities, gang. Um, let's see. I do want to read here. Um, or actually, um, actually, we'll, we'll wait on that anyways. Okay. So, yeah. yes. I will definitely fight if you start a fight. Uh, the domain here, I imagine, is going to be a cult. It is cursed and cursed. Oh, and a cult. Okay. Okay. I have points in that. Um. Shoot. Well, never mind. I can't even do that, anyways. Okay. Yeah. So I'm jumping in. Uh, cursed. Uh, I imagine this is probably risky. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, can I say? I've been like, like everywhere I go, I've got the sensor that I'm swinging. Right. Mm-hmm. That has effects. Mm-hmm. Can I like sort of subtly start ramping it up as we're having this chat? Why subtly? Well, it's because I don't want to make it look like I'm 
starting a fight, but the smoker. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's got the um, smoke and debilitating tags, so like you'll start choking on it. Disappointments for everybody. Not sure. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna take some stress. Uh, we haven't established. I don't think there is an issue with this, but uh, no, because to... it's uh, similar to masks. Though I guess Craig, you mm-hmm. weren't here. Um, the monsters don't have attacks. Mm-hmm. We we make actions, and then we have to deal with the consequences. They, um, yeah. Um, so in this particular case, because I failed, I'm going to get punched back or something. Specifically, Bruce is the one that leaps into action, so he's sure. the one doing something first, and then the fiction will follow from there on what happens. But yeah, I, I when I run these sorts of games, I tend to just kind of go around in order, but sometimes, uh, you know, a better story is someone does you know, one or two actions in a row or whatever. Um, yeah, I was going to fit mine in right before he leaps, or right before he lands anyway. Yeah, I was the debilitating one is um when you inflict stress with this, the next attack made against them has mastery. Oh. So can I have like not gonna be a one hit fight, so Yeah. Yeah. No, that's definitely yeah, bring bring that in the next action here. Uh because and remember like doing stuff. Drist does not give any kind of like here we go or even Leroy <laughs> Jenkins. It's just like okay. In one in one motion, you're just like sword and here we are. Yep, <laughs> into yeah. the ball pit. <laughs> um, and this larva, this maggot, this this dragon of some sort. Um. I think it moves faster than you expect it to as it burrows back underneath. And you, uh, instead of Scrooge McDucking, you you land hard onto the gold and the jewels. Um, and your um, Well, you tell me. You want to be hurt? You want to be... You want to be spooked out? Oh, no, I, let's, I, let's I definitely think this is just some this. bodily injury. Let's stack stress on stress, man. Yeah. I mean, it, it doesn't actually matter. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, that's true, because stress can keep going up higher than... Yeah. But yeah, no, I'm I mean, good with... It, with max work. it goes to is 12. Right. Um, yeah, so, yeah, you, you land and I think maybe crumple your wrist a little bit as you land awkward and, and with your sword swing and everything like that. Yeah, it's definitely more the swing because um, technically steel bones means I can jump from three stories and not take damage. <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> oh. Ooh, Five. Okay. Alright. Well, puts us at ten and do my fallout test. Take major fallout. Oh. All right, of blood. Not great. Blood, 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 blood. Cheese, cheese, cheese. <laughs> I'm glad you were there with me, though. <laughs> yep. Also, just a reminder for everybody at home. Remember, if it's a one shot, fuck it. Yep. Uh, I think we're going to go with a broken arm. Yep. Ooh. Because it's not just 
It's not just landing awkward as you jump into this it's pit. That it's, smash it's sinking in. It's the smash. It's an awkward roll. It's the the dragon itself then comes back around and you know twists your arm underneath this pile of riches. Um, so this is a you know your arm breaks under the strain and splintered bone juts up through your skin. You can't use the arm until it heals, which will make some tasks rich, risky or dangerous and others impossible. Um, and that is ongoing until it is fixed. Until it is healed, mended. Someone? <laughs> I don't and heal. And stress clears. Right. Okay. Clear that. Uh, tears. Hey, um... Couple things happen. Mm hmm. Couple things do happen. Uh, all the librarians start closing in their circle around you. Um, well, I have a plan for that. I'm going to take a D4 stress to echo. I have resistance of one, or protection of one, so no stress. Okay, so you take nothing? I take cool. nothing. Um, and I will do true form. <laughs> Fuck. Ooh. Yeah, okay. Sure. Um,. So you just sort of see this. this this like black cloud sort of expand out from tears and then suck back in. Mm. And it's like a, a vaguely humanoid bipedal shape with smoke, black, dark shadow just drifting off it like dry ice. Hell yeah. Um, everybody who is an opponent, they'll take a D4 in stress. Okay. And... Um, I have the enthrall miner. So all who see me are stunned into inaction. Okay. That would uh, allow me to make an unopposed roll. Okay. Uh, because in my two form, I have mastery on my kill rolls. Okay. You can uh, roll me a d4 for everybody. And the wand would be a cult, right? Uh, the wand is a cult. Um, I have mastery. Uh, risky, I presume. Uh, yes. Yeah, okay. Well, I mean, entirely unopposed. Who are you? What are you? What are you trying to do? I'm trying to blast the dragon in the pit entirely unopposed yes oh so it just works just inflict your stress that's awesome uh that's a d8 from the petrified wand i just click the rolly button um if you add it as equipment yeah yeah okay and then i'll sort of flow down into the ball pit next to drew's Um, yeah, so you turn into this shifting creature of smoke and darkness, and everyone sort of flinches. Um, I would say at an individual reaction pace. For a brief moment, I think you've gotten through the hive mind there, as the dragon is stunned too. 
um, and you just sort of draw out the wand and and point it, and um, the spiraled wood for a brief moment life returns to it and thorns and uh, flowers bloom from the wand as uh, a basically spear of vine shoots out and into the dragon uh, piercing its scales and this sort of um, deep golden ichor uh, leaks out um, into the the pit. Cool. Um, and you said you jump in there as well. Yep. Cool. Um, and the, there's a there's a collective beat, and then frenzy as uh, everyone, all the librarians are screaming in pain. Um, and grabbing objects, the heaviest object they can grab from around them, from, from the stories, and start marching towards the, the pit. Uh, Trigana. Okay, um, I was just realizing these weapons I have are all kill. I don't have kill as a skill. Can I use them? Mm-hmm. How does it work? You just uh, don't you can get make the, the roll with kill. You would be rolling, you know, D ten plus occult. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think technically everybody can roll everything. It's just mm-hmm. a D ten. Yeah, you can always roll everything. You get another D ten mm-hmm. if you have it for trained. each one. Mm-hmm. Um. So if we were brawling in a technology pit. <laughs> really be doing some shit. I did not make my annihilation an actual ability I can click, so I'm gonna do that. Uh, is the dragon a heart-blooded creature? Oh, yes. Okay. Um... Yeah, the only downside to the smoker is that it will it works in an AOE around when you cast it, and it also decreases your outgoing range damage because you're obscured. For range damage. I guess I could just hop into the pile and touch it. It only it only harms the person you attack with it. Uh, the tag on it for smoke says in an AOE around where you cast it, it increases all incoming and outgoing range damage. Decreases by one. Right. This, I mean, it doesn't like harm people, right? Yeah. Uh, your call. Uh, yeah, I just want to um use Annihilation on the dragon. Absolutely. Um, I'll stay here because I feel like they are 
frenzying towards the pit. Mm -hmm. Um, let's see, how does this work? So it's uh, kill check first, and then you do the yeah. D8 plus the cult. Okay. Kill and occult risky. Mm -hmm. nice Denied the yeah. Denied the crit. Still. Well, I was expecting it to not work very well at all. Right. So it was one die. If I um, if I actually rolls in the system, I feel like I'd be rolling a one and a ten every time. Right. Mm -hmm. Okay, and now if I just click this, it will give the D8. Perfect. Mm -hmm. Okay. Four damage. Particularly against the dragon, right? At the dragon. Um, yeah. Do you want to read that ability? Because it's <laughs> it's fucking, fucking cool. metal as hell. Your body is unheart. It burns through the parasitic world of meat and bone. Against hearts, blooded people or creatures, your touch functions as a kill D8 weapon. As you use it, your flesh roils and cracks, but the swarm repairs it as quickly as it is unmade. Your opponent doesn't have that luxury. Period. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, you man, you just point out to it. And just the, the unmake part of it. Unmake part of it. Uh, and your your skin is splitting, and we see uh, a honeycomb sort of pattern that is your bones and your arm, and the the flesh is stitched back up with very quickly bees. with wax and honey, and uh, last few bees are left sort of crawling across your your wrist and palm as you lower your arm. And uh, yes, this almost in reverse of that, this this hexagonal perfect ordered pattern just rips into the side of the dragon. Uh, and again, it squeals, not from its mouth because it has it has none, um, but from all of those that serve it. Um, and there is. Not a full pause like when you were conversing, but there is almost this calculation happening of who do we stop first? Uh, and many of them sort of turn and start walking towards you. All right, Perry. <laughs> Um, I didn't even tell them there's bees in my eyes. <laughs> um, let's see. Back in the pit of despair. Um, Chris, sitting mm -hmm. there with your broken arm. Yeah, that's fine. I got another one. <sighs> And like just leaving the great sword there and drawing these smaller. Alternatively, hmm? if, alternatively, if um, that's true. Sure yeah, what, if we want to do it in order. This, um, goals were here. Yeah, that's true. I was gonna try and heal. Okay. Yeah. Please jump on in. Hmm. Can I use magic and stuff to heal that broken arm? You have mend, right? I do have mend. Yeah. 
Um, however, because I'm in my true form, I'll it's risky, risky. But that's that's fine. It's already risky. Mm-hmm. Yep. So I do amends. Um, and you said the domains was either You're cursed and occult currently. Oh, occult. That works. Okay. Craig. Uh, These are not Craig rolls. These are not Craig rolls. Oh yeah. I mean that nine there, but the risky. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. It feels it feels honestly more brutal that mm-hmm. it has you when roll you can see and it. take away the dice. Yeah. Rather than yeah. like in COD where you just have penalties before you rolls. Mm-hmm. Um Yeah, that's that's brutal. Because I, I can just imagine myself sitting there rolling like you know, two tens and a one and be like, son of a bitch. Yes. Put those two away. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, yeah, you reach out with your, your smoke and your shadow to try and stitch back up this arm. And uh, I think I think this is going to be blood. I think that I think there is suddenly an, uh, an object that sort of rains into your skull. Sure. Is this a new situation? Yeah, it's a new situation. Yep. I, I think when it. the when when the battle started, I would think was a new situation. Oh, then I'll put that into echo. Oh, okay. Oh, it's a two. Yeah, I shouldn't bother then... taking that on a two. <laughs> and then a fallout test. Ooh. Oof. Um, so this will be a minor fallout. Mm-hmm. And you said echo? Yep. Hey, don't you have a witchy thing for clearing echo? Yes, I do. Oh, okay. That's stress not fallout. Uh, well, yeah, I was thinking about beforehand, but yeah. Ooh, I like this. Um, you kind of take a take a knock, and in your head, or maybe not, um, maybe around you, you hear the dragon's voice for the first time. Cool. I know your story. Alright, just like bitter tears and rain. And suddenly in painted in glitter all around you is the scene and and i don't know specifically what it was but it is the the scene in which you found out that your family would be exiled and it is layered and overlapping and interluding with reality enough that it is incredibly distracting and uh sort of uh 
I'd imagine, traumatizing a bit. Mm -hmm. Reliving that. Uh, this is deja vu. Yep. <laughs> and I'll tell you when that matters. Cool, uh, cool. But you uh, do not manage to heal <laughs> Triss. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, just you, you you see them start like pouring smoke all around you to, to fix your wound. And maybe you've seen this form before. Yeah. Um but suddenly a a chalice passes through <laughs> his head and then he just stands there for a moment. Quickly looking around. Yeah, Driss uh, is trucking along like broken arm. That sucks. Gonna handle that later. Drawing the small little scrap sword that he's got, because um, to me it makes sense that you know can't use a great sword with just one hand. That'd be ridiculous. Um, Mister Super Strong. It's true. Um, Power armor, dude. Giant sized and very strong. I mean, that's very nice. Yeah, so and a half feet tall. It doesn't say you have to wield yeah, it. Yeah, no, that's I was like, that's true. That's true. Yeah, um, and so it's just this kind of one-handed stabbing downward because it's still oh. kind of underneath, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm a drunk. I'm imagining like a big burst of steam as a power armor kicks in overdrive. Oh, so just wait. <laughs> just wait about that overdrive comment. We're gonna see if we actually hit first before we start talking okay. about that. But yes. Uh, so kill. Uh, cursed, risky, roll it, please. That's at a cost. Okay, that's fine. Uh, I'm also going to uh, use my resource that I've got, my mm -hmm. spare capacitors and wires, as stab and I feel something fleshy-ish. And then I just flip the little switch in my power armor and just give it, a, you know, 10,000 gigavolts um, using my uh, Vermissian plate core ability. Once per session, consume a tech or a cult resource, and then I can either remove stress, but hey, I'm clear on stress for now, um, or inflict stress on a delver adversary equal to the amount rolled. Okay. Um, now with a resource, because uh, all it is is just the technology D6. Is it gone? I mean, it doesn't matter because this is once per session anyways, but I was just more for a clarity of... Uh, consume is... Yes. Okay. Oh, right, because it does say to consume a thing. Yep. Okay. Mm -hmm. All um, right. Yeah, the, the like... Uh, what are they called? The... The cleaver class? Mm -hmm. It's like this... Their take on the barbarian in the setting, and their whole thing is eat things and gain that either yeah. skill or domain for the scene. It's fucking incredible. Anybody um, who's into Warhammer 40k, they're the crew. Oh, yeah. Yep. Uh, so seven total. Uh, three from the technology Zappy Zap and then... Oh, wait. That was the scrap sword. I misclicked. I apologize. Are you cool with me rerolling that as a d10? Yeah, that's, ah, that's a bit better. Ten total. Seven with the monster killing greatsword. Absolutely. So Driss just sort of one hand stabs and like I imagine you like click a button in your in your gauntlet and just electrify everything. And I mean, I, I know gold 
like conducts, but it's Anyways. a it's a it's a smoke guy back here. Like I'm not yeah, really worried. It's, it's fine. Yeah. Um. And you know you did roll a six, so you're gonna take some stress too. So what a yep. what a good way then to shock yourself. Yep, um, <laughs> that's exactly what I was thinking. Um, this sucks. And <laughs> yeah, that that you know, I don't even know if we if we use the term volts here, probably not. But uh, many many electricity, many many power. Uh, this is this is a three lightning bolt. Strength. Yeah. Yeah yeah yeah. Uh, uh, it was just cranked up to skull. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be um, honest. Driss has two settings on his stuff: zero and skull. Uh, and it, you plunge and you electrify and you rip, and you just see the inside of this dragon as you very nearly just tear it into two halves of a dragon, um, and. As it writhes in pain, the scales crack and flake as it is almost fried from the electricity, right? And you see as it as it continues like wriggling and writhing in pain, uh like pages. As if it was a worm made of thousands and thousands of sheets of paper. Uh and you see bits of story as this thing uh, writhes and spews golden ink down all over you uh, in this pool of gold. Uh, And as the uh, group of librarians close in around both this pool uh, and, and around Trigona, they all stop. And a rumbling starts. So you're a little early celebrity there, dude. <laughs> Listen, Dragon Killer, all right? That's the name. Mm-hmm. Like, the after and part is that that's up to you, too. Around, around you, some of the, the jewels and pearls and, um, and, and, and rarities start popping exploding into shards um, and the the elements of, of precious metals start melting down into pools and the elsewhere in the building we'll take a narr- narrative view here elsewhere in the building the the shelves start folding in on themselves disappearing into dimensions from which they were pulled originally and uh, all of these librarians are just standing there looking at their bodies covered in sores and, and bruises and, and the, the, the remnants of malnutrition ribs poking out and whatnot and uh with a almost a snap and you you, I would not say you've grown accustomed to the but you recognize it as similar to a pulse 
and suddenly you are no longer in this library and the group of you is sitting at the edge of that ginormous cavern which you entered to find the library with the librarians around you in an absolutely haphazard, haphazard pile of books just strewn in every direction. What do you do? Driss is using his broken arm uh, to like pat Hi. and find the I book. want to attempt to fix that. Because I have Mendes' skill. Um... Are we still in an occult place? Yeah. Okay, for, I'm gonna for, use... For a few moments, yes. Uh, mend and occult. Andris. I'm just going to reach out and touch your broken arm, and you're gonna get a bunch of little bees walking out of my sleeve and around on your arm, and they're going to attempt to Put it build back. it properly, yeah. Mm-hmm knit together your broken bone with honeycombs yeah narratively Driss doesn't see this coming and is going to yell at, it, at you about it again because you gotta stop doing this I'm not okay with the bees but <laughs> in character not the bees is it risky uh no standard mm-hmm. I mean the threat's gone right for all right seemingly or I was going to address that after. <laughs> At a cost. I'll take a stress for it, but. Okay. This is just going to be a D4. Uh, I think to. Uh, what do you think? Echo? Yeah, I was, I was going to put it on Echo anyway. Extending power, sure. Yeah. Three. Okay, so I take two. And you can test it. And you're good. Craig, you were saying something? Yeah, I wanted to, while still in my shadow form, can I do a hunt and a cult roll to make sure the threat is actually gone and we just haven't been bamboozled? Yeah, Yeah. bamboozled. And we do know they were doing glamours before, after all. Take some stress. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think you in your form of shadow and smoke um you have a more um connection with the darkness and ability to see through it uh, in this moment as you're hunting and you very very certainly detect nothing of the dragon and the library they're not hidden from you in any way they are gone uh you do catch a glimpse of the things which reside below and recoil in horror from that. Sure. And it's more fun if I don't describe them at all, right? That's totally fine. <laughs> I have no words. Basically, when the building's starting collapsing and then we're outside, I'm like, we need to go back down that tunnel immediately <laughs> before we wake up. Uh, so I'll take two. That's me a nine. Ooh. 
Six versus nine. Nope. It says here that with Crucible, I can, um, it says at any time I can do this. Can I do that before I do my test? What you got? Crucible, you roll a d6. Oh yeah, perfect. Bring the energy of the heart inside yourself and transmute it into crimson color. At any time, roll a d6. When it's equal to or under your current echo stress, clear that much stress from echo and roll with mastery internet. Yeah, you can totally do that beforehand. Mm -hmm. uh, which means you'd have another die on your roll as well. Oh, I would take out one. Uh, so my stress was nine. I still take a minor follow-up. Yeah, so it would have been eight. Yep, essentially. But you have mastery on your next roll. Right. Uh, no, because it didn't... Well, did you have echo stress? Yeah, I had, uh, I had two before. So you didn't clear all of it? No. So you don't get the mastery? No. No, yeah, okay. Yeah, you always, under, you always get the mastery. Equal to or under your current stress, clear that much stress, and roll mastery. Okay, so roll one more d10 for your actual roll. Oh, for the hunt cult. Okay, I got you. Cult. A 10, hey. look at that. So you don't take stress here. You don't take fallout here. So oh. you're at one echo. Mm -hmm. Nice. Yeah. No, Crucible, it, that is the best mechanic. It gives me very Nova vibes from masks where it's like, yeah, you mm. can risk this. And like, yeah, if you have mm -hmm. a really high echo, guaranteed you'll roll under. Right. You get mastery, yeah. That's right. Good. But of course, that means that you're sitting at seven or more mm -hmm. echo. Right. Yeah. Cool. Um, I think it's probably a good time to stop. It's it my book there. Don't you? You can't just... Yeah, you're about to hear. Okay. <laughs> I mean, you've never left possession of it, right? Sure. <laughs> yeah, I just don't know if it disappeared when the other all the other weird ship, yeah, folded back into their other dimensions. <laughs> yep. Um. With that, I thank you all uh, for hanging out with us and letting me flex some some muscles that I don't use that often. Uh, getting getting spooky and stuff. Yeah. Um. I hope y'all enjoyed it. I. Hope we'll be back to Mage next week. Mm -hmm. Unless somebody else wants to fuck up our schedule. <laughs> yes, if somebody else needs to do something. Uh, um, yes. um, as always, uh, come check us out on Discord and hang out with us. There's all sorts of good good channels to talk in about various different things. You can share stories of your games. You can um, show us your cute animals. All sorts of things like that. That is uh, eatinto.space. Uh, as a shorthand um, and uh, you can also if you wish uh, support us on Patreon um, it's where we get some lovely donations from folks that want to support us and put it towards um, the production value of the stream and um, mics and art for our characters for our, our, our main games and stuff like that um, uh, that is staylucky.club the shorthand or patreon.com slash occultusanonymous um, did I forget anything? No, I mean, there's some merch out there. Buy stuff on Drive Through RPG. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, there's other stuff. But oh, if you can uh, buy Discord, you can see all that. We did make an announcement um, in the uh, announcements channel on Discord uh, about uh, a oh, yeah. bundle on itch.io that's going on right now. It is helping support transgender folks in Texas. It is nearly 500 indie games 
uh, tabletop games um, for a minimum donation of five dollars. Uh, included in there is uh, Aegon from John Harper. It's a, about sort of uh, tragic Greek uh, adventuring Odyssey esque sort of things. There's thirsty sword lesbians. Um, there is uh, My Body is a Cage, which is a very Persona esque game of slice of life daytime and uh, and uh, dream dungeon adventuring uh, as you sleep. Um, and tons and tons of other games, uh, including if you are sort of uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna add Octal here a game called Workfucker. <laughs> I assume it is exactly what it says on the tin. It is exactly. It's for, it's for it two people to play. So I read it today, and oh boy, takes a lot to make me blush, but there it was. Uh, yeah, I, I, the the subtitle because I'm scrolling through the the list real quick. Which, by the way, um, this is going to be running for only I say only one more oh, month. Yeah, um, so YouTube folks, if you're watching this, it's still probably up. But uh, but yes, orc fuck uh, fuck slash get fucked by slash just fuck around with an orc. Uh, <laughs> yep, one person was... plays the orc, the other person plays the orc fucker. That is a technical term. <laughs> yeah, I do uh, like the space train space heist. Because mm-hmm. we needed space in that name twice. It's very important. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, there's, there's uh, Pathfinder sort of, stuff in there. Um, yeah, some some custom stuff for lots of custom stuff for D and D and and Pathfinder. There's uh, a there's patron there's a for Warlocks. Called, there's a game called Garfield plus or minus U or U plus or minus Garfield or something like that. It's described as the game about life interrupted (parentheses by Garfield mostly), um, which is <laughs> weird okay. enough to catch my attention as I'm scrolling through it. Uh, um, the, the one that stood out to me, of course, is Jonathan Frakes wants your intention and you must not give it to him. Jonathan Frakes from Star Trek and uh, uh, yeah, believe it. Uh, what was it? Believe the Outer Lot. What, what is it? God, what was it? Yeah, believe it or not. No, no, no. I feel like that was supposed to be Dean Cain, wasn't it? Oh Lord, yeah. But no, uh, Jonathan Briggs had one too. He told mm. you, and that's weird what's stories. the cover of this too. Yeah, so yeah, there's there's all sorts of good stuff. There's also some uh, there's some D and D stuff. There's some Pathfinder stuff. Um, yeah, there's a bunch of stuff. If there's stuff that you just want really dumb, well, not dumb, really just off the cuff, silly uh, one shot, one page stuff. Um, and yeah, like I said, Thirsty Sword Lesbians and Aegon alone. Thirsty Sword Lesbians alone is worth the five bucks. So uh, definitely check that out. Support a very, very, very good cause. Um, but thanks again for joining us, y'all. I hope you enjoyed it. And we will see you next week. Oi. Oi. The show is beyond belief. Ah. Mm.